and you're listening to 87.6 FM, The Wellness Couch with Brett, Katarina and our ever uh, special guest. We've got Dave Capon on tonight and we're talking about dementia. How are you going, Dave? Pretty well, thanks. Happy to be here with you guys again. <laughs> Fantastic yeah. to have you on board with your um, expertise. So um, we're talking about dementia tonight, natural prevention strategies and uh, treatment protocols. And dementia is a term that uh, is used to describe symptoms of a large group of illnesses which cause a progressive decline in a person's functioning. And it's a broad term used to describe um, loss of memory, intellect, rationality, social skills and physical functioning. There's a broad range of terms or, or subclinical terms um, that include Alzheimer's disease, vascular dementia, frontotemporal dementia and Lewy body disease. And um, we're lucky enough to have Dave here tonight because um, unbeknown to me until a few weeks ago, Dave is actually um, or was a nurse in a dementia clinic. Yeah. A dem- a dementia ward, uh, yes. Dementia like, ward. What are these called then? Um, geriatric something. Well, you can't, politically incorrect terms now, but yeah, I'd, I'd have Oops. six. What do I say? Um, uh, six elderly folks with mental decline I would have to look after each day and uh, you know, just be part of their nursing care, did that for 18 months. And, uh, what was that like for you? Oh, it's pretty trippy when you're only 20 something years yeah. old. <clears throat> and was that like a lockdown ward? Ah, uh, yeah, 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 because yeah, they wander. Uh, oh, yeah. The ones that could wander, the ones that could move. And the ones that can move, they want to escape. They're always, they're always agitated. And, you know, different behaviours that were just horrendous to really nice and off with the pixies. Yeah. It, yeah, it affects everybody so differently. And then till the final stage, you know, watching folks just curl up into fetal, absolutely brainless, like there's no thought. And uh, you just pretty much feed and wash them each day and... Mm. So, it's it's such a, a tough dread. to watch. Yeah, tough to watch, and it is kind of preventable. Yeah, yeah. It, it, there's there's so much out there to prevent this. Uh, Let's go through some of the stats. So, dementia is the uh, second leading cause of death of all Australians, and provisional data is showing that dementia will like uh, likely soon be the leading cause of death. In fact, it's the leading cause of death for women in Australia today. Uh, believe it or not. And in 2023, it's estimated that more than 400 Australians living with dementia. So, and we don't really have medical breakthrough or um, a treatment plan for a cure, do we, Dave? Not in the medical system. I think they've got three medications and they're all really unsuccessful. So monoclonal antibodies, something else, and a couple of different drugs. But they really have poor success rates. And uh, some have short-term. One of them, I was looking into it yesterday, one of them, will improve for a year or so, but then your decline will be more rapid thereafter. So it's really only natural medicine and lifestyle and a few things that give you any hope. Yeah, so we're going to talk about a lot of those uh, strategies and treatment protocols. Um, now, in, in 2023, there's going to be more than uh, 1.5 million people in Australia that are involved in the care of someone living with dementia. And that's really important because um, most people that I know or that I talk to always think that it's um, about just cognitive decline, um, to the point that mental disability results. But as you know, as you both know there, that uh, we see forgetfulness, fearfulness, depression, agitation, difficulty absorbing new information. There's loss of abnormal emotional responses, the ability to remember things that happened years ago, but um, they can't remember things that happened two minutes ago. Um, But many people do associate their disease with memory um, issues, like I said. But there's more behavioural issues in there, Dave, Mm. like mood swings, jealousy, paranoia, uh, frustration, anger, insensitive to feelings of others, fear of being alone, repeating conversations. We all know that one. Mm. Um, and 
inability to make decisions or complete a task, lack of sense of time, hoarding, failure to recognise people and self-neglect. So there's a lot more behavioural issues that are uh, incurred mm. under that uh, dementia title. It's important to look out for those because early intervention is <clears throat> the most successful. So, you know, they're recommending if you have any of these signs as you're getting, you know, closer to 60 and whatever, you, if you see any of those things, you know, one, two, three or four of those, that list that you read out then was really good. Because a lot of people don't put it all together. And they don't, just, do just they? think, oh, I'm just getting a bit mm. old, a bit forgetful, a bit on my mind, or life's a bit shit, so I'm depressed. But you put it all together and you could start, you could be having the beginnings of you know, either vascular or Alzheimer's. Um, it's interesting you say that most people don't put that together early and like Kat was saying there's like 1.5 million people involved in the care of mm. people with dementia and Alzheimer's um, I think like, I know the experience that I've seen anyway is that people who are suffering will stay at home for, for probably much longer than the people who are caring for them probably should be caring for them mm. but there's a stigma attached with well they can't put them into a home because you know they're my they're my husband or they're my wife or whatever it's going to be yeah. because they want to stay home and look after them. Yeah. Um, in actual fact, they probably should be getting professional care um, for the well-being mm. of both people. Yeah, because it kills the carers. It does. Groundhog yeah. day, yeah. every day, you know. And, and they can get, you know, like the, the mood swings, the, the, the behaviours that go with it can be quite dangerous as well. And, for sure. Um, mm. yeah. They can get violent. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, um, there are several diseases, as you know, that... Um, affect brain function and can be classified under dementia. But um, mm. the ideology, like, you know, people who have alcoholism or um, like Alzheimer's, kidney or liver failure, hyperthyroidism, um, multiple strokes um, or multiple sclerosis or diabetes can mm. even form those um, very similar symptoms. So it's really mm. important to get, um, you know, and go and see a um, qualified practitioner to actually um, understand those symptoms and put them all together. Yeah. yeah, we've got to differentiate what, what is it. I mean, Alzheimer's is the bulk of them. Um, and then you've got vascular dementia being the next one, mm. which is just the more the forgetfulness one. Old people, blood vessels are just having infarctions dying off and parts of the brain slowly dying, as opposed to amyloid plaque as in the Alzheimer's mm. process. So they're quite different. They have different behaviours and different prognosis and totally different treatments and different etiology. So... Um, I think some ways they can also be masked too. Like so, like, I know my dad had it and he, he passed away with it. Um, but like the doctors didn't really pick up on it. Like yeah, right. he he could present quite like he could have a good conversation. Mm. Um, but there's just stuff that was going on at home, mm. and like I know my mum went to the doctors and and spoke to the doctors individually, but then he'd present good as gold. Yeah. Um, and it's mm -hmm. interesting that, you know, there's this, this little shift between, and I'm, I'm not saying that he was aware of it and he was playing it or anything like that. It's just that he was able to present in quite a cognitive way. And because he wasn't going to the doctor going, you know, I'm having trouble remembering stuff. Mm. Or, hey, I'm mm. having trouble with mood swings. Or, hey, I'm having trouble. The He'd go with issues, it. Yeah. I've got a sore shoulder. Yeah. yeah. So they treat the shoulder. So yeah. a lot of this, you know, diagnosis would actually go unchecked because, or, or just wouldn't get looked at because they're not mm. presenting for that those symptoms sure and even when like I, I, I've seen lots of people in the last 30 years and I've had lots of carers of dementia or their partners and that infuriates them because the carer the wife or husband take them in and you know they, they can change their behaviour really quite often you know they save it up and yeah. especially in the early stages when you're aware of it you start compensating and uh, so and 
they can present quite well to the doctor and be mm. un- undiagnosed mm. for quite mm. a while. And, and yeah. the partner's saying, but no, they're doing this and they can even pass sometimes the tests. And, uh, and which also makes the care think, well, they're being naughty. You know, how come you can do it for him? But when you're, <laughs> when you're home with me, you do this and you do this, you know, whatever. And it's really tough. It's, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it is actually. And it's interesting that you talked about that vascular dementia because I, I remember um, one of our lecturers saying that um, I think um, gait deformities, so if you have issues with gait yep. Yep. deformities, that um, those people were, I think, three times um, more likely to get actually dementia. Yeah, if they had gait abnormalities. It's one of the things to look out for. Yeah, even so even your arms swinging when you walk, if they're slightly out of sync with each other, that's one of the first signs. If your posture starts changing... Uh, yeah, because it's an indication the brain's not doing that thing yeah, as right. well. So really simple things to look for. So yeah, the vascular one and Louis body that, that presents with big gait yeah, disturbances yeah, yeah. as well. I wanted to make people um, aware that it's far more than just um, you know cognitive decline or forgetfulness. Could you yeah. just explain that Louis body piece? Uh, Louis body, I think it's only like a, oh, is it 5% or something? It's a lesser, lesser yeah. dementia. And it's one I'm less familiar with because it's so uncommon. I only really knew about a friend of mine got it. And watching his gait change and, you know, the typical dementia, he's lost, lost for words, lost for directions. But he also had behavioural changes, became yeah. really angry. And yeah. there's some people in this town that have been traumatised by him. This wow. beautiful, beautiful man, but he ended up having no friends in the end. Uh, it was just horrible. Um, yeah, he's somewhere in an institution Aww. now. But, mm. yeah, it's, it was too late. And wasn't diagnosed for ages because he was forgetful, smoked a lot of dope. So I was like, oh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's him. Yeah, uh, it's interesting how those people just write it off, don't they? They, they yeah. find other reasons for it to happen. Yeah, until it was too late. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's not um, – I, I think we recognise this um, disease or title with older people over 60. But um, through the research, I noticed that there were um, – they're expected to rise more than 42,000 people by – 2058, and this includes people in their 30s, 40s, and 50s. Mm. So it's definitely on the rise. Mm. Well, yeah, it is, especially if you look at the etiology in terms of insulin resistance, which is so prevalent now. And, you know, they used to say that um, glucose was the main fuel for the brain and yeah. pass the blood-brain barrier instantly didn't require any insulin, but it actually does need it. And so we've got 50% of the population has some level of insulin in, insulin resistance that's probably the american population but uh so we're not too far behind the american population though we're working on it we followed their culture pretty closely don't we yep and so what we get then is the neuroinflammation of the brain cells and then you build up the amyloid plaque and so it's getting younger and younger because you look young we're just eating such bad food yeah Mm. and it's interesting that you bring out that insulin resistance because i mean um i relate it back to carbohydrate excessiveness and a lot of processed food and trans fat in the diet and so then when we have a lot of those type of foods we also get a lot of inflammation because we get a lot of homeocysteine running through our system and and a lot of those inflammatory mediators cause a lot of diseases in our body that they're just starting to recognise as well. Cardiovascular disease, inflammation, everything's inflammation, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah, why it's happening. And they're saying it's going to be tripled by 2050 or something, something crazy. So outrageous. It's quite an epidemic. Yeah. Uh, expected to increase to more than 800,000 by 2058. Wow. It's absolutely crazy. And mm. it says two in three people with dementia thought to be living in the community, like yeah. you brought up, just mm. um, average people in the community, and more than two-thirds 
of aged care residents have moderate to severe mm. cognitive impairment. So yep. we really have to look at um, the type of um, care they get in those um, residential aged well, care facilities. Probably, you know, mm. a good question around that is for you, Dave. Is like, how long did you find the people stayed in that intensive care for? Um, well, I've worked on wards that were the end of the line and some can just seem to live and live and live because we just keep feeding them yeah. and taking their <laughs> blood pressure and giving them medication. Um, and they, some had been there for years and they were oh, still okay. there when I left. Dave, yeah, what well. type of food were they eating? Uh, soft food. Anything you can just jelly. pop in their mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Ice wow. cream and jelly, so I'll keep you going forever. Yeah. yeah. It's good for you. So yeah. you, no, ice cream is one of those that, crazy. Um, that affect the amyloid plaques <laughs> in the brain and the yeah. neurotransmitters. So I, was, I, was just asking totally. I think my dad lasts about six months. Yeah, right. Because yeah. there's, there's, there's regressive forms and, yeah. and slower forms. And but like he was living in in society like right up until that point like and he actually went into the hospital for a different for a different illness was it Alzheimer's uh, yeah. yeah yeah he had dementia Alzheimer's but yeah. he also had cancer so okay um, he actually went in because um, there's a tr- problem with the cancer going on mm. and the doctor said mate who's looking after you right because he's in hospital for a week and they go on because my mum who's like she was in a late 70s she goes all I am he goes not anymore mm. he goes my staff can't look after him how are you looking after him because you know, the mood the anger all that sort of stuff was going oh. on and he was just living at home and damn you know this still well driving yeah. the car around town and yeah right <laughs> like, um, yeah, yeah bad mm. bad juju going on um, but yeah so I think that happens a lot right so mm. it, people just live in society yeah. right up until yeah. the mm. very very unless people are a little bit more aware and they get diagnosed early Mm. Um, well, this this is why the symptoms we we um, created that list of symptoms yeah. so people might be a bit more aware when they piece the puzzles together. Mm. Yeah. Now, causes of dementia or Alzheimer's, we're looking at um, I guess neuro diseases. Um, genetics can play a major role. What they say, well, allopathic yeah. medicine actually says, but whether mm. that genetic switch is turned on or off may be affected by what we call that epigenetics and Bruce Lipton talks yeah. a lot about that and that means you know our environment and certainly our diet mm. and um, even who you hang around with you know the games you play things like that are all um, epigenetics all environmental yeah. things that can affect our genes whether they get switched on or off totally I mean it's the ApoE4 gene or something the Apo, apolipoprotein and if you've got that if you've got two copies of it you've got a 50% chance of getting Alzheimer's if you've got one copy it's 25 percent or is it and only three percent of the population have the the two copies but even the one if you've got two copies but you do all the right things like you say you're not going to switch switch it on and so it's still worth the lifestyle so is that a blood test that you you can you can get it and they recommend if you've got family history or grandfather Mm. father aunties I'd yeah. be de- I'd be demanding if I was you, mate. Yeah. Do I am? Sorry. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> what? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's, like, it's, it's, it's really in the family. So, like, I've got one. So, my dad's sister is in full care, like yeah. lockdown. Yeah, right. My dad was in lockdown. The other one, um, she actually visited um, from up north, you know, a couple of years ago because her memory was going. So, she actually wanted to say goodbye to people oh. while she still remembered them. So, yep. the Alzheimer's was that bad. Um, so, it was it kicked in it like it's. A, just across the families. Right. Oh, look, yeah. you you are someone that would qualify, I'm sure, then. Yeah. Not that, you know, your lifestyle's pretty good anyway, but you could always yeah. fine-tune it. You know, you can start taking 10,000 units of vitamin D a day yeah. and blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. And, 
as you would. That's what they recommend if you've got exactly, the gene. Yeah. gene. Yeah. So start early. Yeah, absolutely. I've already given the kids a, a treatment protocol if I get too bad. <laughs> really? Mm. Knock, knock me on the head. Yeah, just put me to bed one night. Yeah. Say good night. <laughs> because like, like, and like that might sound a bit weird, but like when you see someone suffering like no. that. It's just not a place I want to spend the last years of my life. There's living oh. and then there's surviving or just sustaining life. And oh, I don't want my yeah. life to be sustained. I actually want to live life yeah. fully. Well, they um, can't and, forget about know, normal things, can't they? Like, yeah, you know, so when, when, I think when you find that moment when yeah. Yeah, the parents don't recognise children and that sort of yeah. stuff, like they're no longer your parent anymore. They're just a, an old friendly guy or you're just someone that's nice who's coming to visit them. Yeah. So that relationship is just... It's just gone, mm. you know. So um, what was that movie that depicted it really well? That oh, the Notebook. The Notebook. That, look, that, yeah. that, look, I think that's a really good movie that depicts um, that dementia, Alzheimer's, really, really well. But mm. I think what they also depicted was how to respond to it very well, mm. because like I know in the you know initially when people go like especially when parents go, "Who are you?" You know, your first response is, goes, "No, I'm your son, Brett. Remember?" Yeah, but, but that just but, gets them frustrated and yeah. angry because they're going. Mm. Should I be remembering something? Yeah. Yes. And I think, and when you really look at the notebook, as I think that's a great example of how they did it. They didn't do that. They just introduced them by name, uh, and they just and that that subtle stuff that happened in that movie. Mm. I think is really just as important as you know the whole romantic, you know, movie part of it in the background. Yeah. But the way they dealt with that was also really important because mm. um, they don't recognise you no. anymore. And you've got to go along with their stories as well if they're off with the pixie saying stuff. Yeah. And oh, yeah. You don't challenge and say, that's not real. Or you just, yeah, right. And you go along because you don't want to agitate. Yeah. And there's no point. At that point, there's, you're not going to change anything. No. Yeah. It's like wiping the slate clean of memory, you know, like they're going to approach another world. Mm. You know, they might start life in another yeah. world. Yeah, there was yeah. that. Like, there was a moment, like mm. I know, actually when, when the girls... We um, we went to visit my dad probably about a month before he passed. He was like just sitting here like we are now, just having a conversation. Hmm. And he just looked at us and go, oh, hang on, someone's calling me. <laughs> and he yeah. literally, he walked out of the room and the person came back was not the same person. Like, hmm. it was just like his face had shifted, the muscles yeah. were different and he had no idea who we were or where he was. Wow. It's just yeah. like a yeah, completely different person. Um, and... Hmm. Literally like that. Yeah. Just walked out the door and walked back in again. Like he's gone maybe, what, 10... Angelique's mm. not listening, but 10 seconds maybe. Mm. Yeah. And that was it. Get the APO tests, mate. Yeah. 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 It's worth it. Let's yes. talk about some other causes though. Um, chronic inflammation is yeah. a huge one, like, like we said. Mm. And there's so many things that cause inflammation from diet, like, mm. like we talked about, like... Trans fat, trans carbohydrates fat, yep. are a big one. Mm. Um, oils as well, like trans, you know, yeah. trans fatty um, acids, linoleic acids, um, canola, which a lot of people might not know, so I better mention it. Canola, safflower. Saf we've got um, all the healthy, the supposedly healthy polyunsaturated fats thing. that are so good for us <laughs> yeah. are the culprits. Margarines, yeah, they're yeah. actually culprits, so yeah. they actually cause a lot of amylids, don't they, on, on the brain? So um, stay away from those and use. Great fats like olive oils, olives, um, avocado. Mm. Co coconut. Coconut oil, yeah. fantastic MCT. MCT yeah. particularly. Oil. Yeah, fantastic. And butter's better. Yeah. It's stable. Yeah. It's a stable yeah. oil. And, yeah. Uh, Ghee. Ghee. Yeah. yeah, clarify it. Yeah, so. Yeah. So stay away from those terrible, terrible Anything. oils, please. Those cheap oils. And that means processed foods too. So, you know, mm. um, 
they're very often cooked in um, those oils. Always. Because they're very cheap mm. as well. And mm. um, takeaway food has a lot of trans fat. So mm. we're talking about pastries, um, you know. Fish and chips. Yeah. Fries, everything. Yeah. 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 Um, all those pastries. So they have a lot of trans fat that really affect the brain. So, um, yeah, keep an eye out on those and try to keep them very minimal in your diet. Mm. Um, and while we're on that, um, inflammation can be reduced, though, in, in various ways as well. Um, mm. Your cold plunge water bath are really good. Uh, like, totally. Mm. And yeah. the ocean here is cold enough, so that's yeah. good. Yeah. The grounding, even grounding, taking your shoes off. I mean, we're, mm. you know... Um, we've got shoes on all the time, but actually taking them off and um, being flat on the ground with the oh, of earth. Sorry, mm. don't tell me I'll get into it. <laughs> um, yeah, that's been known to get rid of the um, inflammation, inflammation of homeocysteine as well. New research is mm. validating that as well. Um, got any other oh, ideas? Well, yeah, well, stress stimulates inflammation too. So, you know, stress reduction, of course. And then we've got all the herbal stuff and you know, vitamins yeah. and whatever. Um, but yeah, just reducing sugars, sugars and trans fats. Sugar's probably the main one too, isn't it? It really is. Alcohol. Except alcohol. More than, more than 20 something standard yeah. drinks a week is enough over 10 years to do some damage. Yeah. And, uh, so more, than Very 20, more than 20 a week. Yeah. But that's only three bottles of wine, which is, in my world is nothing. Um, yeah, so See, I've never I've never been a drinker. So when I hear like that amount of drink, I'm thinking, holy crap! But, yeah, right. But when you when you break it out over seven days, it's probably not that much. It's like three couple of glasses of wine, it's three three beers a night. Innocuous, maybe. Yeah, it's what we all call normal. Yeah, it would be, wouldn't <clears> it? Yeah, but you know that's partly due to thiamine deficiency that you get from alcohol, yeah. and if you do have good B vitamins yeah. and what not but on all of this i remember someone i was reading some time ago or and then i looked into it the diet and everything is great and all the stuff we're talking about the inflammation absolutely necessary but probably the most important thing is exercise yeah yeah, yeah you know, and we're not just talking physical here. We're also talking yeah, mental. Yeah, we're getting there. Yeah, you're yeah. yeah, yeah, both. We're going to get there. Yeah, we'll get, we've got to get yeah. there, totally. We're getting there. That's brain yeah. gym. But yeah, yeah, physical exercise. Yeah. Uh, just push stuff around. and um, Circulatory mediators. Yes. Yeah. And that, that helps inflammation too. And the cold yeah. showers, cold plungers, if you're up for that Is stuff. there... Um, any research out on the type of exercise? Like, like, is it just a, like a, a walk, or is it jogging, or is it got to have some level of stimulation to get the heart rate elevated? So yeah, just so it's, it's, so it's, it's, it's good elevated heart rate then. Yeah, yeah, okay. But you look at people today; we're sedentary. Yeah. So many people are super sedentary, and their diets are full of carbs, sugars. Um, it, it's just a nightmare. And then you just look at the the curve of out, dementia and Alzheimer's is just going up, as you say. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. And what do you say from a, um, uh acupuncture, like a TCM point of view, with staleness too, like in the blood? Stagnant. Yeah, stagnation. Yeah, yeah, that's a big one too, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, blood stagnation, chi stagnation, liver stagnation. Uh, it's just a recipe for it, really. So I haven't really looked into dementias in TCM so much because naturopathy is so full of... <laughs> good herbs. Good, herbs, Good yeah. stuff. Yeah, we'll um, talk about that. Um, towards mm. the end, I think. Um, but exposure to toxins, especially like heavy metals, another is one. another mm. one that. Um, so you know, people having amalgams in their thing, um, accumulation of. I Are had you to say, I'm screwing. Like my mercury levels were fifty percent above safe levels. No, but chemical <laughs> exposure too. Wow. Chemical yeah. exposure. Can yeah. you talk about that? I work with used to work with mercury in yeah. workshops. Mercury is a big one. Testing like 
Ah. Altimeters on aircraft get you, gauges and stuff. Have you done the collation and got rid of it? And um, I did a bit of collation with him. I've, I've, yeah. taken, all, I've taken all the Malcolm. I, I got one Malcolm left, but I've got all the others out. Because, because the blood test actually came back like 50% above Ooh. the safe level. When they go going... And your family history, babe. Yeah. <laughs> it's not looking good, is it? Well, lucky you don't drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, isn't it, I think mercury is the only um, heavy metal capable of, um, of um, causing yeah, a normal mm. uh, brain barrier to develop um, yes. the same biochemical abnormalities that they find in Alzheimer's. Mm. Yeah, so, um, look, excess iron can do that too. So, you mm. know, um, that's why it's really important to test our iron levels and just make sure that they're within balance and not mm. over yeah. overcompensate, you know, mm. um, with women too. So that's a big one too that can really cause a lot of inflammation too. Mm. We're not needed. So, um, like we said, you said insulin resistance. So that's a big one, obviously, mm. um, perpetuated by a lot of carbs too, obviously. Pretty much. So, and yeah. not enough exercise. Yeah, it's a yeah. lot of processed foods. So um, for people that are on that borderline of getting insulin resistance, what can they do to help either reduce it or prevent it? Uh, they should be listening to their diabetic educator and or just, uh, I mean, ketogenic diets are real. And as much as, you know, the vegetarian in me just abhors some of the carnivorous kind of <laughs> approach to living going on now. And I, I'm so saddened to have to say that it works for people. But it it's not sustainable for 7 billion people to be eating that many animals. Uh, yeah. So I don't, we've got to find a better solution. Um, but is that a long-term no. diet or is that like more of a short-term yeah. thing to yeah. reset the – I guess what I'm going to – is it something they can use to reset yeah. Yeah. as opposed to just eating you know, meat three times a day? Yeah, totally as a reset. But also autophagy, you know, just fasting yeah. and having just – or and then bouts of lots of MCT oil. So, you so I'll get, just explain to the <laughs> audience that um, – <laughs> like sorry. It just means that um, it, the body recycles the old – um, cells and, and the damaged cells. So, yeah. And, um, and that's what intermittent fasting actually mm, does. Yeah. Doing some intermittent, and which also will make your brain use ketones, which is its preferred food. Mm. Glucose is okay for the brain, but it likes ketones. Yeah. And we we never get into ketosis. People just wake up in the morning and bang, they're a bowl of something sugary or whatever, and there's not enough fasting time. Mm. So the poor brain's got this constant neuroinflammation going, never even gets to settle down. It's always humming. And uh, do you think that whole glucose increase has also been impacted by? You know, there's that time when they said, you know, no fat. So yes, mm. so you, you buy a lot mm. of food that's got mm. no fat or low fat, mm. but it's actually yeah. just iron sugar. Mm. Yeah, um, and people weren't looking yeah. at the sugar part because they're just looking at the fat part. Mm. Totally, that was the worst medical mistake <laughs> there's been so many bad medical mistakes trends um, they call that, it, that, they? yeah that, that was a big trend there for a, like a long yeah. time wasn't totally. it totally and it caused so much disease yeah. uh, i have a massively high fat diet and you know people say you're skinny how's that possible and i said well it's the science you know and um but, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> fats are good for us. Our ancestors would have killed for well, they did kill for fats. Literally, <laughs> <laughs> so but good fats. Remember, yeah, good fats. Yeah, good so fats. Um, we want to stay yeah. off those trans fatty fats or hydrogenated yeah. fats as totally, well. Totally, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah, because they um they're shocking for our bodies. They cause a lot of issues. Um, we we're talking about oxidative stress, weren't we? No, sorry, you were talking about how to get rid of yeah, just, resistance. Yeah, well, yeah, so just 
diet reduction, uh, reduction yeah. in carbohydrates and, you know, That's nutrients. That's the beauty about keto. It takes away all the processed, you know, the white processed foods, it's just the a carbohydrates, healthy diet. you know. Mm. So it ta- removes all those things that are really bad for us from the diet. So, um, and if, you, if you're not a meat eater mm. and um, there are um, vegan actually um, options that you can actually take too. Yep, there are. Yep. A little bit trickier always, yep. but um, yep. it's possible. You yep. can still do it. Mm. And just to get rid of grains for a while. It's, it's funny. Grains have uh, so many potential health problems, uh, especially now. I think maybe it's the way we're farming grains. Uh, I don't know yep. why. But, yeah, we, we, we all... They're monoculture, yeah. They're a bit more yeah. processed. Yeah. They're, they're, they're bigger farms, aren't they? They're bigger and obviously, you know, the glyphosate used I was going to say, Dave, mm, and yeah. what about the chemicals they use? You know, I, I mm. often wonder. I know that wheat's been hybridised and, you know, it's larger and there's a lot more and it's a different sort of type of wheat. But there's also, there's 12 different chemicals that they utilise in bread by the time that it comes yeah, onto your table. Exactly. You know? And so we eat it every day. Glyphosate, yeah. like you said, they dry it. You yeah, know, they dry it. Yeah, and then they've got right. weevils mm. up where they store it in the silos and they spray for those yeah. and then they spray this and spray that, fertilisers. And by the time mm. it ends up, there's 12 different chemicals on your bread. So it really needs to be organic or you need to make mm. it homemade. So, yeah. you know, um, you're limiting your exposure to those chemicals. And less of it and more more sort of proteins and fats. Basically increase your fats too. People are having such low fat diets. They need to be like 30% fat now. I mean, you know, good fats. Yeah. Uh, and less carbs. It's just that triangle, that horrendous triangle of the 70s and 80s, that dietary type yeah. triangle. It's caused a lot of problems. Um, so it's pretty simple. It's And... and What's going to say exercise and then we'll get to the brain stimulation and supplementation, you know. Um, but you, you direct it. I won't take over the conversation. No, no, go, go, go for it. We're all here together, all three of us. So we'll um, okay. entertain. Well, look at supplementation. Um, yeah, there's key nutrients. And um, like one of them that I think we talk about that's uh, brain protective is DHA and EPA, obviously. Yeah. So, mm. um, so in... in- in terms of, yeah, so we'll layman's, get there. So layman's speak, DHA, EPA. DHA is... So it, it's ome- they're omega-3s as opposed yeah. to omega-6, which is quite yeah. inflammatory. So, yeah. um, you know, they say that we should have a balance of 3, 6 and 9, but um, we find that 6 is everywhere, omega-6 is everywhere in our mm. diets, and it's quite um, pr- what we call pro- in- pro-inflammatory, mm. um, whereas omega-3, such as sources such as, you know, such as fish and um, halibut, herring, um, salmon... Uh, anchovies, um, algae, algae, sea moss, yeah, yeah sea yeah. mosses, but yeah, mm. so they're all very, um, um, high in threes, yeah, and anti inflammatory as yeah. well, yeah. yeah, prostaglandin inhibiting and all that stuff, yeah. and brain protection. And what's the ratio? It's about, is it about six to one or nine to one or three to six or something? What EPA to DHA or um, omega three to omega six? It's it's a lot higher. No, there's no, a lot, there's a lot more six, three than one. six, and it yeah. might be three to one. And at the moment, six, six is, is like is nine really to one high. or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's really quite high. Yeah, yeah. In, our in the wrong way round. Absolutely, in the wrong way round, and not enough omega nine. You know, a lake olive. So yeah, we've just got we stuffed that one up as well. So, yeah. but yeah, DHA supplementation because it's a building block. Our brain uses that to to keep functioning and build new cells and. Then vitamin D, it's a fat-soluble yeah, you're vitamin. Yeah, about um, one of those, yeah. I like that, that study. I was looking at, um, what was it, uh, the study in Canada, like, 
what was it? Ten percent of people sixty in their six, about sixty five will have dementia already. Uh, Is because they don't have much sunlight? Like in maybe, like it's like maybe they're worse. It's full light than full dark. And that's probably true. For that, that that's a great place to test vitamin D. Maybe it's not translate. Mm-hmm. Bet you that's translatable to Apollo Bay though. Um, so they did <laughs> yeah. a test with. Uh, Thousands and thousands of people over 10 years, 65, yeah. 75, and then 85, a whole cohort. And they supplemented with yeah. 10,000 units of yeah. vitamin D. And they got massive 40% reduction. 40% wow. forty percent. I know, it's amazing, that isn't is, it? That's a massive yeah. start. Yeah, well, lack yeah, of vitamin D is linked lot, to poor cognitive pathways. So you can see why, you know, supplementation so, at that high rate. So some baking's good for me. Yeah, well, in the early hours yeah. and late, yeah. It is. And it depends on your skin type too, so yeah. let's yeah. Yeah, look this at that. true. Yeah. But they also found that the people that did it, that were had the mild dep- uh, dementia at the start or Alzheimer's at the start, did really well, whereas the ones that went in quite advanced didn't do quite as well, and the yeah, people yeah. with the APO gene didn't do quite as well as either. Oh, they still got some results, mean. but they didn't quite as well. But okay, man, still worth they had, had, they had They had the gene and were exhibiting signs. Yep. Of dementia. And didn't get as much of an improvement. But so, yeah, vitamin D is just massive. It's it's probably the most proven remedy from what I'm gathering. Can you have too much of it? Because vitamin D, you can actually have too much, can't you? You can overdose Um, on D. Yeah, you can. You can. Well, well, it depends what you're you're taking it for too and over what time and dosage as well. Well, it's interesting. I I thought you could. I, I always told people to have 1,000 milligrams or something because, you know, vitamin A, you get mm. the, uh, I've forgotten, what do you call it? The character. SOG, especially yep. in winter. Yep. <laughs> uh, overdose on that. You can vit- overdose on vitamin E and I always put vitamin D in the same category. But when they did the studies for COVID in Israel, they were giving people up to 50,000 IUs a day wow. and getting good results yeah. uh, reversing COVID symptoms. And I thought, well, that's pretty bloody safe then. That's pretty strong. Right, I hope we'd yep. uh, yeah, concur with that too. Yeah. 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 He loves those high doses. Um, then we've got the vitamins, haven't we? We've got um, the B vitamins are, are fantastic, um, yeah. particularly, you know, like B12, B1. Um, well, B12 regulates homocysteine, so that's yeah. why it gets rid of the yeah. inflammation. And um, and that's probably the, the one that's particularly hard for the vegans and vegetarians to get. Well, the methyl, it, it's a yes. methylator. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so it's um, worth people thinking about that yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. And because homocysteine, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is a key driver of inflammation, so yes. B12 is a methylator, and it actually gets it down. It gets mm. it, um, and that is actually very common, isn't it? Because, like you said, the vegans um, can be low in B12 um, if that, they don't know what they're doing with their diet. Well, yeah. that's the thing. Right? Pernicious anemia comes up, and people don't think they've got it because they're mm. taking other stuff. But you know, that one little B12. Yeah, and it also regulates um, sugar metabolism as well, and uh, regulates cognitive function yeah yeah so it's pretty special yeah absolutely but you can't take bees on their own this is what i tell people too so that they're best taken as as a whole and then if you have to take Mm. an extra supplement then you take that extra one but um Mm. when you say on their own like a a multi b or just you're talking about taking b3 on its own b nine on its own individual on its own Mm. as opposed to if you have a b vitamin you've got to have a vitamin d you've got to have a vitamin c or something with it that's not what, what you're precursor? saying when you're taking no, it on its own. No, yeah. no, you have all the complex ones yeah, together. That's why you buy it in yeah. a complex. Yeah, as a complex. And okay. if you have yeah. to take X3, then you take yeah. it along with that too. Yeah. And there's yeah. also, um, I mean, David and I both know that you always give, you know, like um, sublingual or powders or um, liquids to people who've got issues as well, like gut issues, because it, they absorb it a lot better mm. than getting those um, lined 
um, the capsules. Big, big, big caps, yeah. yeah. Big caps. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So B1, thiamine, like you said previously. Yeah, well, I mean, I remember back my nursing days giving it to ex-alcoholics because they would always yeah. get their little 50 milligrams yeah. of thiamine in the morning because um, it robs you of thiamine. But I've noticed some um, people, they are prescribing, oh, just as an aside, like niacin in big doses now. Neurologists are prescribing yeah. it for migraines yeah. and stuff. And they're doing mm. huge doses. And uh, an huge individual doses, B yeah. on its own, it's like, for me, it's like, oh, man, yeah. that's a bit scary. But, um, and flushing of the skin. Yes. Too, the <laughs> mm. But um, that, that used to be um, considered for, yeah, like you said, alcoholics and um, liver yeah. Dysfunctions, yeah. Yeah, Wernicke's disease, of course, yeah. cough syndrome, yeah. yeah. Or cholesterol as well, too. Yeah. yeah, indeed. Like a statin, replacement for statin. Yeah, that's another another one, too, though. <laughs> we can go on statins, but uh, we can go I, off. I also, well, let's throw it out there. I wonder, and I, I, I'm only putting it together, but. Oh, the liver in the night, yeah. Well, and, and also. Um, the cholesterol plaque, we're talking yeah. about. Uh, Mucking around, cholesterol is absolutely important for the brain. You know, the brain needs cholesterol to function. The whole body needs cholesterol mm. to hormones, function. Yeah, yeah all yeah. your hormones, exactly. Sex hormones, yeah. Yep. And uh, so we're, we're mucking around with cholesterol with these drugs. And then we've got every third person on a proton pump inhibiting drug, which is you know, like a stu- yeah. stomach acid drug, uh, just to. Well, that used to be used for six weeks. Now they will prescribe them for ten years, um, so that's yeah. impeding their B vitamin absorption. Ten back. years, yeah, or for life. Or just, just, for, no, just for the rest of your yeah, life. Yeah. Don't fix your digestion. Just take this pill and suppress your acid. But then you're getting magnesium, zinc, B vitamin deficiencies, particularly B12, because it, it takes intrinsic factor and a lot of a lot of work to break it down. And statin um, will also block um, the absorption of uh, coenzyme Q10. So then you're getting the, heart issues. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How, how ironic. Yeah. So we've done so much wrong. We'll have to save that for another day. (laughs) The last 50 years has been so many medical mishaps, really. It's fascinating because we're we're getting smarter in so many ways. There's been developed great technologies, admirable technologies, but we're getting sicker. And and there's really dumb stuff getting done. Uh, Long-term prescription of drugs that shouldn't be. um, It's a question. Anyway, Mm. there we go. Because they are now, I think they're acknowledging now that the the children being born now won't actually live as long as what. It's the, the first pre- time now we've tipped yeah. over. Yeah, we've tipped over yeah. That edge, yeah. 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 We, kids always, bizarre. isn't it? What medicine, yeah. and yet we're not as healthy. Interesting. How fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Are we becoming customers? Oh, I better what? Oh, yep. Watch that. B six regulates homeostasis, which is looking like quite a drive in the inflammatory mm-hmm. phase too. So big six is um, um, important. And so if anyone doesn't know, homocysteine is um, an amino acid, isn't it, that mm. increases the risk of um, cognitive decline and Alzheimer's, yeah. And cardiovascular disease too. Yeah, mm. yeah. So um, B6 is actually required for healthy function of neurotransmitters that are found in the brain and it also supports a glucose metabolism um in the brain mm. as well. So obviously, um, we all know that B vitamins are necessary for brain health. Um, older adults normally have deficiencies because the ability to absorb B vitamins, um, they decline with age. Mm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So how about getting on to our um, herbs? <laughs> what do you like? What do you use? Ah, uh, so well. Let me open this up. Uh-huh. I guess for Alzheimer's, 
I'm not really thinking of herbs, uh, but like say oh. for vascular dementia, yeah. um, yeah, that's circulation. Yeah. Uh, that's obviously the ginkgos and the Brahmis. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, the copa's fantastic. Yeah. I've just got... Lion's um, mane. Yeah. I've just got um, just a research because a, a few people probably do want to hear the research, don't they, particularly in this town. Um, so clinical studies have produced general positive results, a double-blind placebo-controlled trial using a dose of 300 milligrams of Brahmi or Bacopa mm-hmm. over 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. And they were in uh, 46 healthy volunteers, found that it significantly improved the speed of visual information processing, learning rate and memory consolidation, and that it has a significant anxiolytic effect, which is um, anti-anxiety, um, which you mm. probably see a lot of people with dementia do get, don't they? It's one of the behavioural disorders that come through. Always anxious, agitated. Yeah, can't sleep. Mm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so that was, um, um, okay. and there's so many studies in here in this book, So, but I'll just use that one. What was the other one? You said ginkgo? Mm. Was that ginkgo? Yeah. So with um, ginkgo, um, neuroprotective effects in a variety of stu- studies, ranging from molecular and cellular to animal and human. Uh, let me see. Uh, there you go. Protects against toxicity induced by better amyloid in concentration-dependent manner, according to... Uh, that's a vitro test. It's looking for something a bit more... Mm. There we go. Ginkgo has been used and studies as a cognitive activator in a variety of populations, such as um, cognitively intact people, those with cerebral insufficiency, age-related memory impairment, Alzheimer's, dementia, or multi-infarct dementia. So um, a Cochrane review of the scientific... Uh, literature concluded that ginkgo produces benefits superior to placebo within 12 weeks of treatment in people mm. with acquired cognitive impairment, including dementia of mm. any degree or severity. There we go. So, um, yeah, they're, they're two of our uh, favourite herbs. And limones is fantastic for neurotransmitter protection and for neuroplasticity, yeah. Brett. Were you going to talk about that? Uh, we can. <laughs> Or both of you can talk about it. You're both world of information there. (laughs) So you want to talk about the um, mental exercises because I guess that's part of it, isn't it? Wow, actually, yeah, yeah, that's really super, super important because they liken it to, uh, you know, astronauts. You, they go up in space and they've got all the gear, all the hypernutrition, but they come back with osteoporosis because they mm. can't. You've got to use the bones. The bones have got to actually have some resistance. Yeah. Mm. And if you go to the gym, you want to make some muscle. You've actually got to put under load. And the brains are saying, if you're not stimulating, if you're just coming home watching TV, um, uh, <laughs> lying on the couch, lying <laughs> on the couch, not exercising, having your carbohydrates, neuroinflammation through the roof, no stimulation, no brain gym whatsoever. So just learning new things constantly and um, movements. When you do yoga, you're thinking, you're consciously moving. Every time you, you do something with a different part of your body, you're activating your brain and, you know, the cliches, languages and crosswords and instruments and anything you can do to keep stimulated and engaged in life and socially engaged and just keep your brain active. Uh, it's absolutely Crossword important. Crossword puzzles? Yeah. I hear that a lot. Yeah, that that's it. That's puzzles? Definitely, like anything like games. that pushes you. Yeah. But yeah, mm. like I know there's a great term, especially in the social media space, about people who, I guess, are content creators in social media, and they go create, don't consume. 
And, you know, our society, mm. I think, especially since the invention of TV, has really been pushed towards that consuming phase, doesn't it? Like, people mm. come home from work, they'll sit down, they'll have dinner. A lot of people even sit down with the TV on over dinner. Yep. Um, and then they'll, you know, they'll watch the 5 o'clock news, 6 o'clock news, 7 o'clock news, 7.30 report. Yeah, that's it. You know, and they just watch this, you know, hours of negative news cycle. Yeah. Um, and then they'll watch whatever their normal TV show is for that particular night. Mm. But like you said, by going out and doing things like yoga, for example, like there's a, there's an active thinking part of that, isn't it, where you need to find the intention and the feeling through the muscles that you're actually working. Mm. And I think once, like whether you're doing a lot of massage or you're doing um, some sort of martial art or you're doing yoga or something with intention, movement with intention, mm. you'll get to feel where your body is tight during the day. Like you'll be standing at, oh, gee, that's a bit tight. So you start to stretch it out a bit more. As opposed to people going, oh, my hips or my knees or whatever it's going to be, they'll get to feel which particular muscle is more sore. So the more activity people do around that body work, the more mm. awareness they'll bring to the body, which is also then activating the brain to connect with the body. Totally. Just like that kinesiological cross-crawling, that was, mm. cross-crawling, that was yeah. revolutionary yeah. when that oh. came out, what it was doing for kids, kids yeah. just yeah. focusing on the crawling. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cross-crawling, Angela? No. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Crawled at such an early age. Oh, oh, sorry, it was just interesting. I just looked at the, the research notes and it just showed that um, the high-carb diets increase risk of denim- dementia. Ready for this? Mm. By 89%. Yep, there you go. Boom. Whilst high-fat diets lower it by 44. Yeah. And there you go. And you throw some vitamin D, some lots of exercise, get your heart rate up, and you do yeah. some crosswords. You stay engaged in your community and your family, and you find interests and passions and learn something new, get creative, and be aware of your body movements. It's all this whole package. It's that easy. Uh, we, this trend should not be what it is. And foods, yeah. obviously, I love foods and medicine, and I know that um, you know that epigenetic effect comes into um, this effect now. But um, I also found that research suggests beets may be a powerful ally in the, in the fight against Alzheimer's as well. So um, decreasing yeah. damaging oxidation so of beet, the beetroots, yeah, yeah, uh, nitric um, oxide in yep, it, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. by mm. as much as ninety percent. Again, get your boots growing. Beets growing, yeah. kiddos out there. Yeah. Um, and it also fights inflammation, lowers blood pressure, helps detoxify, and um, lowers your risk of heart failure and stroke, and improves, like we were talking about before, uh, brain neuroplasticity. Mm. And, and due to the high nitrate content, yeah. and obviously. athletic performance, even. Yeah. 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 So mm. the body, um, you've got your nitrates that turn into nitric ox- um, oxide, and obviously increases the levels of um, oxygen circulation and increases your immunity in your body. So we love that uh, nitric oxide. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Lifesaver. Yeah. Life enhancer. Mm. Yeah. Now, turmeric um, supplementation, I think it's because of its mm. anti-inflammatory effects, yeah. once again, yeah. um, is really well known. Um, it's been found to improve memory and focus in seniors already suffering mild memory lapses and it reduces the amyloid yeah. and uh, tau deposits associated with the um, cognitive issues. Yeah, so um, that's been pretty good. There's also um, pretty much, I think, green tea. Green tea, mm-hmm. I think, because of the antioxidants. Um, yeah. It's associated with reduced mortality to all causes. As uh-huh. We love that, that makes one. sense. Yeah. yeah. So one of its nutrients, theanine, um, helps prevent age-related memory decline mm. and it's been shown to affect areas of your brain 
involved in attention and complex problem solving. Mm. So uh, researchers did find that green tea drinkers had a lower risk of dementia than non-drinkers. <laughs> Makes sense, though. Tea, yeah. tea drinker sy- syndrome is B vitamin deficiency, black tea. Yeah. yeah. Was it really? Uh, yeah. That's what they used to call it in the old day. Constipation yeah. and B vitamin yeah. deficiency insomnia. Yeah, wow. Well. Because you constrict your intestine, you stop absorption with the tannins of the tea, whereas yeah. the green tea is lower in tannins and it has the, the good stuff in it as well, in a high concentration. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Mm. What about, um, did you find anything with overwhelm of emotion or, you know, um, when they're very highly stressed um, cognitively, does just that overwhelm? Oh, yeah. That's, mm. that's a regular thing yeah. for some folks. Yeah, it's really traumatizing to watch. You know, they're yeah. so discontented and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty. Um, All right, got anything on neuroplasticity? Yeah, on yeah, we, else? yeah, we're going there. Yeah. Um, well, I think you know part of that whole learning something new, like like you're saying mm. the day before, was you know we have the neural synapses in the brain, and it, it's like a road. Like if you keep driving down the road, the jungle's not going to go across it because you know, you're using it all the time. Mm. So if you're feeding your mind with the same stuff, so just consuming as opposed to having to think, yes, that that neural pathway will become like a super highway. Well, the default mode. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Mm. And so it's there's no learning going on. But when you start mm. to learn something new, you're actually creating a new neural pathway. Yeah. And this is where the, the neuroplasticity kicks in because it's actually shaping the brain to think something else. Mm. Now, I know there's neuroplasticity, you know, especially in, in science now where they're doing electrotherapy mm. and they're, because there's parts of the brain that get damaged in accidents, and yep. um, especially with a lot of the, um, I guess, a lot of veterans coming back with you know, shocks and explosions, stuffing on, and the brain injuries going on. Um, and they're doing then using electro, electromagnetic, well, basically electric shock therapy, that, and they'll bring in different parts of the brain and activate different parts of the brain, which will then allow the body to mm. um, kick in like arm movements and leg movements, which they once thought that wasn't possible. So mm. obviously there is, the brain is very um, elastic in that regard. But I think just being able to learn those new things and, and learn something, you know, it doesn't need to be anything spectacular. Like it could be, like you said, learning a new piece of music or learning an, you know, learning an instrument or yeah. learning how to crochet or like learning, taking up gardening or Mm, learning, could, could, learning. Could, just learning of anything. Yeah, geography, whatever yeah. you want to learn about. Yep. Just brushing your teeth with the opposite hand. Yeah, all that Not sort of stuff. So they just create challenges. Yeah, yeah. challenge. You got to challenge yourself yeah. constantly. Yeah. Once you stop and become complacent, that's yeah. it, it, decline comes. Absolutely, and the more you can do that, the obviously the, the learning pathways get bigger and easier to then mm. pick up something new. Yeah. What do you think about? Um, we haven't got long to go, but uh, what do you no. think about EMFs? Well, you know, I mean, we can't yeah. see, and it. it's consistently um, surrounding us. Oh, I know. Yeah, I've shied away. Our brain and the electromagnetics oh, of the brain no. too. I've shied away from actually knowing too much about it because Scary. hell yeah, there's Wi-Fi <laughs> everywhere. Why do I? I don't even want to know because <laughs> I can't avoid it. Mm. I can stop eating uh, sugar, but I can't avoid. Well, no, I sleep outside with no electricity in a room with no electricity that's one thing i can do but then all day i'm in wi-fi we're all swimming in it so i don't know yeah you're probably right there's grounding there's grounding grounding is really good for that and there are um appliances now or technologies that actually Mm. um tend to stop a lot of the harm coming to your body 
Yeah, not enough research, Devices, of course. Yeah, not enough. But I would have thought there'd be heaps of money in it too. It's a mm. shame, but probably we should all have our houses fitted with that stuff too, because it's going to have to affect your brain. It's starting to come out. Yeah, yeah. Mm. but people like the convenience. I think don't they they like to be able to walk in. They have their internet. Um, it's it's that's awesome. Um, well, <laughs> look look, it is, isn't it? Yeah, like you, you think about, you know, like when we're younger, like you used to have a, a shelf full of leather bound encyclopedias. Now you just go on your phone, and go, yeah, and, and 15 seconds later, you have more information than those encyclopedias ever had. Yeah. You can't say no to it. It's too yeah. too enticing. But yeah, harm minimizing would be nice. But it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. So I don't reckon it's the bigger thing though, you know. Um, I think it might interrupt our electrical chemistry in the brain. Might do it. wiring in the brain. Don't, don't reckon it's going to um, cause vascular damage and no. infarction. I don't reckon it's going to lead to amyloid plaque buildup or no, something like no, that. So I don't know whether it's a major contributor. But yes, it has to mess with your brain. It does disrupt sleep cycle if you sleep near a Wi-Fi. Mm. Yeah, and you, if you think about the processes our brain goes through, through theta, beta, alpha, mm. um, and it's all frequency, I can see how it can disrupt that frequency. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a physicist. Uh, my son would jump up and down right now and and claim it, it's harmless. It's a frequency that's totally dissimilar to ours or something. There'll be some rationale that um, the mainstream says it's okay. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, not my thing. Don't know. Yeah, but, look, I think we're energetic beings and we have frequencies coming in out of us. And so I think any frequency that's out there, like I know even working around aircraft, we used to say, look, stay away from the radars. Yeah. Um, and, and some of them, you know, you don't want to be within 200 feet of them. Exactly. Uh, and like they like used to put cones out and say, look, radars are testing, don't go. In. Like we'd have yeah. zones where people couldn't go. Mm. Um, and, you know, if people did, then you know, yeah, they got microwaved. Yeah, right. Mm. Um, and some would come um, not able to have kids. Some would, you know, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I just don't know what we can do about that one. That's why, yeah, yeah. We we can't change it. We walk down the street. We're getting the Wi-Fi from everyone's house that you walk past. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Whereas we, you know, like I say, we can do the other more practical things. Yeah. And I'm also interested in psychedelics. Whether they would have a role in dementia, Mm. with the new research coming out. Because you look at a a brain on lysergic acid LSD, uh, lights up. So you're talking about the default mode pathways that we're always using you see all the other areas of your brain mm. light up and you know i've had some experience recently with um some people that are uh, have altered their brain function through you know just one or two applications and there's lots of evidence ptsd all kinds of stuff changes yeah good use sensible yeah. use um definitely getting a lot more traction in the veteran community yeah um guys have come back um mm. a lot of you know just a lot of anger a lot of emotional trauma um and you know going on that psychedelic journey like people saying look, mm. not touching alcohol ever again yeah um, you addictions know, everything yeah really calm yeah you know, and so yeah, apparently like really good for addiction type stuff as well so. and so there's all there's quite a few people who are now openly talking about it um and and doing it so it could be a dementia possibility down the track for all that plasticity and <laughs> but yeah, yeah like, look, it's, it's, it's a slightly different area, isn't it? So what you're trying to treat and um, mm. the results you get. Mm. But still, think if you don't exercise and you've got neuroinflammation, yep. toxicity in your brain, nothing's, nothing's going to work. Yep. Heavy yep. metals, yep. you know, all that. Yeah. And don't forget, like we all said and David said, um, the most inflammatory foods are sugar, alcohols, followed by some of the omega-6 oils, um, 
the fats such as sunflower, safflower, sesame corn oils, canola oils, as well as arachidonic acid as well. Um, mm. Yeah, that's pro-inflammatory as well. But um, just keep them to um, a minimum if you can as well. So um, we've come to the end that went quick. It but, goes very again, quick, doesn't but, it? But I think oh, probably the take-home, yeah. like if you want someone to have a take-home, is yes. that that list of early signs that you mentioned, it's not just being forgetful, it's all this other stuff. Yeah. And if you have, you know, two, three, four or more of those things, you think, oh, damn, I do need to write more notes for things. Oh, damn, I'm, I'm getting lost more, getting losing your spatial direction. If you, The earlier you pick it up in yourself and uh, do some correction, yeah. massive difference in your prognosis. So... That's yeah, probably the advice. most important thing. And then good go advice. seek some help. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's always fantastic having you on. And we're going to have you on as a regular guest. So oh, thank you. <laughs> we're very honoured, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. Having you on absolutely. as um, a regular guest with all his wealth of knowledge. Oh, so um, You guys are great and you've got loads too. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> Anything else, Brett? Nothing for me. Thanks for coming on the show. I really thank appreciate you. it. Yeah, we love Thanks him. Thanks for having well, you back again. It's been great. Thanks for as having always. me, folks. Too quick an hour. It does. Yeah, yeah it goes for <laughs> quick, yeah. Amazing. Thank you. Alrighty, until next time, it's 87.6 FM Apollo Bay Radio and we're the Wellness Couch with Cat Brett and David now. So um, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.